gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. In Nehemiah 8.10, we read that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, it talks about ordaining, the Lord ordaining praises from the mouth of babies. But in the Old Testament, it says the Lord has ordained strength. And when Jesus quotes it in the New Testament, Jesus says, the Lord has ordained praise. So, is praise our strength? The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's all connected. So, I want you to start praising Him from the bottom of your heart. That joy that bubbles over. Don't fake it. Be real. If there's a sorrow in your life, it is not from the Lord. Because in the Lord there is joy, there is fullness of life. So if you want to experience that joy, which is your strength, start praising Him. In verse 2 it says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. This is why we sing. And in verse 4, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Hallelujah. It's talking about getting closer to God. Hallelujah. So I want you to praise him. I want you to give him thanks as we sing unto him. His praises, hallelujah. Let this not be about you, but in submission serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for what He's done in your life, in our lives so far. He's Ebenezer, thus far He has helped us. Thus far. He has not failed us, and He'll come through matter what the situation is, whether it be emotional, financial, whatever the case is, the Lord will come through for us. Hallelujah. Serve Him wholeheartedly, with joy in your heart, with gladness in your heart. Hallelujah.
2 Timothy 3. <clears throat> In the letter that Paul wrote to Timothy, Paul says, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, dangerous times. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. And it continues. But I want you to highlight one word that Paul wrote to Timothy. That is unthankful. We don't count ourselves as those in the last days who are lovers of themselves or lovers of money. But are we unthankful? Are we really unthankful? Are we unholy? That is a different topic altogether. But here, are we unthankful? That is why we must thank God with thanksgiving. Let your request be known, be made known unto Him. In Philippians 4, it says, We must always be thankful to the Lord. I want you to thank Him for whatever that he has done. The fact is that you are here. The fact is that you are able to listen to this talk. There are many who don't know the truth that will set them free. This is not a matter of pride or self-seeking. Don't be lovers of yourself. Don't be lovers of money. Don't boast. Don't be proud. We're learning about our heart. We know it's wicked. But here, no matter how wicked our heart is, how wicked we find ourselves to be, we can be thankful to the Lord who has created us. Yesterday, I was thankful to Him for many things. It's just whenever he does some things, I just say, thank you, Lord. My computer, for example, keyboard stopped working or it was glitching. And you know that for the last two weeks, I was not using this computer. And I just thanked him that there was another way to get the message across. Then he told me how to get it fixed. Then I got it fixed, and it is here. And it costs some money to fix it. Not only that, I found the root of the problem, why it kept on happening. And I thanked him for the money that he gave to be able to fix it. I thanked him that I was able to find the root of the problem, and I thanked him that there will be peace 
and this will not happen again then he told me okay do this as a precaution and i've done that like that there were many things yesterday things that could have gone wrong but the lord gave me the assurance that it'll be all right i'm talking about my life what about you what are you thankful to him for did you have a good breakfast then thank him for that did you have a good night's sleep then thank him for that i think about adam and eve before the fall when they fellowship with god and they talk to god what did they talk about obviously they didn't complain they didn't have any needs they didn't have to intercede for anyone nobody was in sin so they just spoke to god a minister call andrew womack long time ago took his sons and a friend out and spent the whole day riding horses being according to his words being muddy jumping into mud and water and all this and after 8 hours he cleaned up and uh, they had the time of devotions and everything and one of the sons told Andrew Womack you're a good father and Andrew Womack says that blessed him are we blessing our father in heaven that way are we thankful to him hallelujah it is good to recount the things that you are thankful for things that maybe we have taken for granted hallelujah be content with what you have and be thankful to the lord for what he has done and in your unfaithfulness he is faithful are you thankful to that for that i know that i am there are times that i have failed him but he has been faithful i want you to raise your voice i want you to thank him be thankful be thankful to our father in heaven hallelujah in your words be thankful for what he's done and that is why we give testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony it's a continuous continuous thing and the more we are thankful to him the more we are aware of his presence in our life hallelujah be thankful
while we were worshiping, especially during the last song, when we were singing holy, I saw and heard angels singing with us. To the glory of our Father in heaven. Hallelujah. The presence of the Lord is here and you will be blessed because you came. Last week, the Lord was impressing communication into my heart. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit communicates. In other words, the Father knows what the Son is doing. The Son is, knows what the Holy Spirit is doing, yes? Jesus knew why he came to the earth. Tukunas is not like he didn't know. There was only one instance when the Son did not know what the Father was doing. And Jesus said, Why have you forsaken me on the cross? You can read that on in Psalm 22 and in the account of the cross in the Gospels. Because our sin separates God, our Father, from us. And because Jesus took that sin upon the cross, it separated him from the Father. But then he overcame. The Holy Spirit of God raised him from the dead. So, this communication is key in the body of Christ. All of us want to be like Jesus. Is that true? Yes. Last week I spoke about representing Jesus. So silence, when it is the lack of communication, is satanic. Silence, when it is the lack of communication, is not strength, does not show strength. Not like in the movies. If you watch Godfather, silence is strength. A lot of movies are like that. But in the body of Christ, silence is satanic. You're called to represent Jesus. Let's turn our Bible to Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of, un- of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. You call to represent Jesus. Yes, you want to do that. Yes, I want verse two. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth its fruit. In its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever 
he does shall prosper. Now look at me. Blessings or curses, the choice is yours. God doesn't force you into blessings. He wants you to be blessed. He wants to bless you. But the choice is yours. Choice is ours. Same way the Holy Spirit will declare what is of Jesus. He'll communicate to us, but the choice is ours. Do you understand? So when he communicates, there's a word called submission, which, as I told you before, is a dirty word today. Submission, not to your pastor, not to anybody, but here I'm talking about submission to God. In Romans 12.1, you don't have to go there, talks about us being a living sacrifice, yes? When you have a living sacrifice, you try to put that on the altar, it will crawl off the altar. Because it's living, it's alive. We are vessels that leak, so we need to go to the altar constantly, Yes? Do you understand what I mean, yeah? Therefore, we are a work in progress, all of us. In some areas, maybe we are maybe 60 or 70% complete. Some areas we don't even bring to the altar. We think we can hide it from God. But we need submission. It's not a lack of love for God. Because we all love God. Otherwise you would not be part of this church or in this church. Following Jesus, yes? But is God number one in our heart? Does he take first place? Don't say yes. Because if you are self-centered, if it's your agenda, if you sin and you gravitate towards that, you're obviously not enthroning God. You're enthroning sin. Do you understand? When you commit adultery, for example, and I'm talking about a person, said to me, I needed to do that. No, you don't need to do that. You can say no, because the Holy Spirit will help you overcome and because you quench and grieve the Holy Spirit whom you are sealed with, you are able to sin freely. And don't say Jesus is Lord because he is not Lord. Only you are offering lip service. Lip service. I'm using self-centeredness as an example of lack of submission. It's not that you don't love God. But is he the first place? Is he really the Lord? If that's the case, the Lord will bring to completion, will perfect that which concerns you, and every day will be better. Yes, the Lord said, you did wrong. For example, in my life, the Lord has told me, when I lost my temper, said, you have done wrong. 
Yesterday I lost my temper because I was calling Airtel and the Airtel gave me Vodafone's number because I had a complaint. So I call up Vodafone and they couldn't understand what I was talking about so I yelled at them. Then I said have a good day and hung, hang, hung up. Then I called them again to yell at them again, yes. Then they told me, sir, this is Vodafone, not Airtel. I said, oh. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. I wanted to yell at Airtel, not at Vodafone. You're, you're okay. I'm not yelling at you now. I said, no. He said, this happens. <laughs> Call center guy said, yeah, this happens. So I said, I'm sorry, and I hung up. All that was futile. I should have known better. Do you understand? It's not that I used profanity or anything. I was just wondering why they were talking nonsense. Do you understand? If they knew I was a pastor, and would they come? Um, would they come to this church? After he yelled at them. Now, given what I said, no. Maybe they won't come. Because I was not rude to them. I was stating the fact. Do you understand? But I should have been more in control. And afterwards, I apologized to the Lord. And I said, do I call up that person again? He said, but if you call the call center, you'll get different person each time. But the last person told me, your call has been recorded, what you said last time. I said, okay, good. So they may review all these things and my apology is also recorded, yes? So it's okay. So we are all a work in progress. But who is our Lord? Is Jesus our Lord? That word is submission. Remember, we are a living sacrifice. We tend to crawl off the altar, but we get back. And if you continue reading Romans 12, it says, renew your mind. See, I speak about the movie Matrix, where Neo stopped the bullets, said no. I have realized that some people may not understand what I'm talking about. Let me explain. It's not your nature to sin. Because in Christ you are a new creation. Meaning it's not your dead nature. Because you can't insult a dead man, can you? You, you call him the foulest of names, call his parents and all good, good things. He won't care because he's dead, yes? He or she, yes? So your old man is dead, yes? But your dead nature 
has left behind something ugly. Like when a person dies and a person has a lot of debt and those people to whom he owes or she owes money will call a nearest relative and say, where is my money? This dead man, this dead nature, this old man has left something behind and that is called an unrenewed mind. And that is what you are called to renew in the word of God so that this mind which controls your soul, which controls your body is in alignment with God. Am I making sense? Yes? So you are not dealing with sin nature because that sin nature Part of you died. This should give you a victory. You're dealing with a mind that requires alignment to the things of God. So the solution is what? Renew your mind in God's promises, in God's word. Read the Bible once in a while, yes? Always remember that we are identical to Jesus. It's not just because Jesus was Jesus that he could do this. We can do the same thing. But we are all a work in progress. Am I clear on what I'm saying? Yes. Even when it comes to communication. Don't say oh, this is be your inheritance or this is no what you learned you can renew it shows a lack of renewing your mind you can say this is your personality or how it is i'll say you're crazy but you haven't renewed your mind in the word of god do you understand submission yes Well, as far as I'm concerned, long, long ago, when I became a pastor, see, nowadays when I say long, long ago, it can be yesterday or it can be 10 years from now or 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Yes. So long, long ago. Yes. When I told the Lord, I didn't have compassion to be a pastor. He showed, told me, taught me certain things. That there will be warning signs that you need to be sensitive to. Because the Bible says, know the condition of the flock. If you're driving somewhere, you have a road sign warning you of work ahead. Yes? If the, there's no road sign, you will fall into the ditch with your car. And then you people will, instead of getting you out of the car, will make YouTube videos. So when that's done, they'll get you out of the car, yes? Like that, for me to know your condition, the Lord gives some signs. 
because one of the signs is out of the heart, the mouth speaks, yeah? Like that, we are given signs to understand our nature because we are called to bear fruit. For example, I'm married, yes? And this is a symbol of my marriage. Like that, there is a sign, yes? Inwardly, biblically, there should be a consecration. Remember, I'm talking about submission. Generally, communication, yes? Inwardly, there should be a consecration. And if there is not that, it should serve as a sign. It is not there to condemn you, but it is there for you to renew your mind in the Word of God. Then you will find that you are more and more consecrated. I am just using an example. Outwardly, there will be compassion. I was not compassionate. Because I had not consecrated my mind, even though I was a Christian, I got many, 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 many people saved. Do you understand? These are all signs that the Lord gives. And when you look at people in the Bible who have gone through this, their outlook towards life is different. Go to Philippians 1. Chapter 1, verse 21 onwards. Here, we are talking about Paul. For me to live is Christ, and to die is Cain. Really? For Paul to write that down, he was not just bluffing. The helmet of salvation. When you die, guess what? You're with Jesus. So it's a good thing. I've quoted Andrew Womack before. He is he's famous in saying this. When the doctor tells you that you have only two weeks to live, he said if the doctor told him that, he would reach out and kiss the doctor because in two weeks he will be in heaven. We're peculiar people, Yes. Instead of that, we mourn. We say, oh. We have all kind of fears. Personally, while I am not afraid of death, I would, this fear started creeping. What would happen to Anu and the kids after I die? If I die, what would happen to them? I've heard horror stories about pastors' families being left behind and people not caring or not doing anything. But then the Lord told me, did you go through a phase when you could not have children? I said, yes. Did I bless you with children? Yes. Did I bless you with Anu? I said, mm, let me think about that. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I said yes. 
So then the Lord said, I know what I'm doing. Not that you, I'm going to die here yeah, or anything like that. Well, we all have to die, but did you understand? Yes? Perfect love casts away all fear. Because of my relationship with him and because he has given me something that was perfect peace. Do you understand? Had I died in 2018 in the operating table or whatever, life would have gone on. The children would not have lacked anything because I have served the Lord and who served the Lord. There is a difference. Do you understand? Yes. Because when you look at the provision, it's not me who provides, it's the Lord who provides. I'm coming to that relationship. Yes. Now, if you're on Philippians 1, yes. If you go to verse 24, it says, Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. That means he'd rather be with Jesus, yes? And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you for all your progress and joy of faith. So why is he remaining with the people? For their progress, yes? That your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you. That means they're going to be glad when they because it's coming in this in the body, yeah, not in the spirit, yes, or remembrance of it. Do, do you understand? Yes. So I want you to understand where I'm coming from in this. See, I told you before where, that go to Galatians 4.19. says, My little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. I told you before that I didn't have compassion. And I thought personally, the Lord, I mean, Paul saying my little children was an insult. Because they are to be adults. Do you understand I, that I'm laboring again? But after this compassion, which I didn't have, which the Lord has given, I really understood what Paul meant when he said, My little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. This is not a problem for him. It's not a curse. It's safe for them for Paul to repeat the matter over and over and over and over again until Christ is formed. Why does he have to repeat that? Because there's something lacking in them that is called submission. Not knowledge. You might know all the translations ever made. You might know the whole internet you can download into your brain. But do you have submission to God? And if that is lacking, Paul 
has to labor again and again like that every pastor has to labor in birth again and again till Christ is formed in you when Christ is formed in us in you then you start your engine you take off you have a relationship with God our father then you don't look like you are attending a funeral on Sundays when you come to worship or the worship leader has to cheer you up every time check your life for these signs yes so we are studying about the 40 d's of ephesians our battle manual and i addressed this maybe last month that is that one of the things is that we should not steal as good ephesians 428 i spoke about this earlier like i said but there are some points that i wish to elaborate on this as the lord has brought um it to my attention that i must preach in ephesians 428 it says let him who stole steal no longer but rather let him labor working with his hands what is good that he may have something to give him who has need so i've addressed this before this is talking about stealing earlier it was popular to pirate software yesterday when i was uh, dealing with the, the computer the guy said that if you put an ssd hard disk it'll be faster i said i don't mind doing that but then how will i get the windows into that So he was talking I said all kind of stuff and I said wait mine is an authentic windows I paid money for it and I bought it So oh, it's authentic I said yes why because he is used to duplicate or pirate copies do you understand so he said if it's authentic then it's simple Do you, do you understand yes and so when it comes to software check your computer to see if you have software because the worker is worth worth the office what wages that is part of stealing in my computers you will not find one iota of pirated software whether it comes to software or even music because music is stealing if you just download that's why they shut down Napster that's why I'm reluctant to give music away because it's stealing one person said okay if you're reluctant pay me 1000 rupees I said I'm paying you but not the artist do you understand because i am able to pay the artists i have a personal relationship with some artists 
I said, like for example, long time ago, one ship came, um, I think it was called Dulos or what, I don't remember, yeah? So I picked up two CDs from there. I, it was really strange that they had these CDs. So then I got in touch with the artist and I said, I got you two CDs from this ship that came, yeah? Like that, we started talking. Do you understand? Music. A worker is worthy of his wages. Same thing, it applies to your taxes. Don't steal from the government and go to God with it. Do you understand? If God tells you something, that's different. But I, here I'm talking about stealing. You have to understand this is satanic, demonic. Go to John 10.10. 10. It says the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Who's saying this? Jesus. Who you representing? Jesus. So are you a thief? No. So don't steal. You won't kill, huh? Do you understand? Luke 10, 7. Luke 10, 7. And remain in the house, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. It says a laborer is what? Worthy of his wages. That applies to software or music or taxes or whatever. Don't steal. Go to Romans 13, 7. It says, render therefore to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Customs to whom customs. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Once I was buying a pedal, just a couple of days ago, or a couple of months ago, um, weeks ago, I was going to buy a guitar pedal. And the owner of the pedal manufacturer, the owner said, he can put another figure in the invoice so that I won't have problems with the customer, uh, with the customs. Do you understand? Because above a certain amount, they'll charge duty, yes? I said, no. Bible says, render unto Caesar. What is this? So the money is not mine, and I'm not going to sin because of that money. So I told him, you put whatever you it's worth, plus the shipping, do you understand? And I'll pay, I'll give to Caesar. Even though I don't like him, I'll give to Caesar. Yeah? Do you understand? So render therefore to all their due. Otherwise you are stealing. You're not trusting the Lord to provide. Because he provides the money, yes? Not you. 
not your strength, not your youth. Am I making sense? Yes. Actually, I want to talk about a lot more. This was just an intro, but the Lord is going, telling me to go deeper into this. Go to Psalm one one. You read this earlier. Says, "Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly." We all want to be blessed, enough. We want the blessing of the Lord, which which adds no sorrow. Yes, is that clear? So don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Meditate on this. Are we? unknowingly walking in the counsel of the ungodly have we walked so much in that that remember the ugly thing that was left when that is become part of our nature that we we need to renew even though it's dead it's in our mind we need to renew our mind do you understand don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners like i said meditate on this these are not just there to add girth to your bible to add pages to your bible this is this means something this these are the instructions the lord is giving us nor sits in the seat of the scornful If somebody is making fun of God and I'm sitting with them, I will give them a piece of my mind. And if they don't like it, I'll get off, or they can get off. But I, Bible says, don't sit with them, don't fellowship with them. I already told you when someone told me a false thing, false thing about God, I got angry and I said no. what you're saying is a lie god is not like that don't sit with the in the seat of the scornful check your life these are signs hallelujah don't look at me like i'm condemning you i don't condemn you these are this is the word if the word condemns you that's your problem deal with it check your life Who understand? Go to one Corinthians fifteen thirty-three. Says, "Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits." So, what is the most deceptive thing in your mind or your heart? Your heart. Do you understand? Because. your heart may like the evil company that's why it's saying do not be deceived evil company corrupts good habits and that is true when i became a christian god did me a favor he got rid of all the evil company that i had i lost all my friends Don't you understand? Initially, I didn't understand that, but later, says evil company corrupts good habits. I had someone come here 
where I was living at that time and said, why don't you come to the bar with us? At least you could keep us company. You don't have to drink alcohol. You can drink some juice. I want to tell him all the juice are in Israel. But then at that time, I didn't know this joke. Yeah? But evil company corrupts good habits. Maybe I'll start with juice. But today, I'm 100% sure that it won't be juice that I'm drinking. And I won't be a pastor. Do you understand? Check your life. Go to Psalm 66, 18. Last week, or the week before last, I spoke about why sometimes our prayer prayers are not answered, yes? But here it says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. That is not un presumptuous sins that is iniquity that you're hiding from the Lord you're going to hide this and then you're going to ask the Lord for this the Lord knows your heart if I regard iniquity, regard, yes do, do you understand, meditate on this, yes meaning if I have a pet sin and I know it's a sin even God knows. You can't hide it from God. And your sin separates you from whom? From God himself. Yes? Why is it so dangerous? Because the same thing happened to Satan. The devil, whom we call Lucifer. But I've taught you that is not his name. In the Bible, it says Halal. Ben Halal. But then like I was telling somebody, you will not find that name, Halal, in the Bible. Or, or in, I mean, you'll find it in the Bible, but you'll not find it outside the Bible. But then if you go from Hebrew to Sumerian, you'll find that is a creature that was created by God who supplanted God and became the God of this age. Do you understand? But um, here, go to Ezekiel 28, 15. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Yes? Till what? Iniquity. So iniquity is the cause of the fall of Satan. Part of that is pride. So, a sign that you're regarding iniquity in your heart is unanswered prayer. Because if you regard iniquity in your heart, God will not hear. So, is this a message of condemnation? No. Check your heart. Get right with God. If there is sin in your life, what do you have to do? Penance. Do three Hail Marys for every sin. And stand on your head and say, Hamana, Hamana. No. You confess that to the Lord and He is able to what? The blood of Jesus is able to forgive you, yes? 
get right with God, yes? So don't regard iniquity in your heart. Go to Jeremiah 17.10. It says, I, the Lord, search the heart, test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So, if the Lord knows that no matter what he says, the Holy Spirit tells you, you are going to go your way, God will say, okay, go your way. Give every man according to his ways. And then you, when you read the fruit of that way, it says, according to the fruit of his doing. If you turn to God, he'll forgive you. Do you understand? But here it says, I, the Lord, search the heart. God searches the heart and tests the what? The mind. The Bible is not spooky. There's a reason and a cause for everything. Go to Proverbs 20, 27. Says the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. So God uses your spirit to search the inner depths of your heart. That's why you pray in the spirit that was given by the Lord, the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus. When you when you pray in that, in tongues, you communicate with God. You're bypassing your intellect, your heart, everything. Because the spirit of man communicates with God. Yes? Do, do you understand? The Holy Spirit is doing that. But here you understand the spirit of man is a, is a lamb of the Lord. Searching the inner depths of the heart. Because sometimes we may not know what we need, we may not know what is right. So we pray in tongues. In fact, the more you pray in tongues, the better it will be for you because you're communicating with God. Do you understand? Go to Romans 8, 27. It says, Now He, is the H capitalized? Yes, He, that is God. Now God who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. The S is capitalized also, yes? Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Who? He, which is also capitalized. The Holy Spirit makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So pray in tongues. Have the Holy Spirit pray through you, yes? According to the will of God. Yes? Understand that when you pray using your heart, it can deceive you. Go to John chapter 2, verse 24 to 25. But Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men. He had no need that anyone should testify of man, 
for he knew what was in man what is in man the fallen nature the deceiving heart the unrenewed mind at this time yes do you understand salvation is a gift of god by faith yes in christ don't forget that but here you are called to have a relationship with god not just a salvation alone because that was not necessary before the fall was salvation necessary no but a relationship with god is essential because he showed up every day and if you ignore him silence is not from god yes because they were not in sin do you understand so have no association with the devil in any way and in every way represent jesus how do you represent jesus by bearing the fruit of the holy spirit in galatians 5:22 i'm not going to go into that you you clear yes so i have a lot more to talk about but i'm going to end right now these are sign posts for you you check your life and if it's too complicated for you to understand the whole thing go through the stitching this recording do you understand check your life the holy spirit is talking to you not to condemn you but to build up that relationship that you need with God our father in heaven that Jesus died for on the cross he said it is finished is that clear so let's all stand up if you have not accepted the salvation only through Jesus Christ Maybe you don't know who he is. Maybe you think you do, but don't think that this concerns you. Guard your heart, renew your mind, for under the sun there is nothing new. Proclaim throughout the ages and retold now, so that on judgment day you need not be ashamed or stand surprised in the beginning back when god created everything it was good all creation and man was king god warned man about disobedience and the sin that follows but the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil made it solo this fall led to the flood of noah in Eden to the tower of Babel where God delegated his care for nations and instead chose Israel the devil influenced man to more evil leading to Sodom and Gomorrah finally to understand sin and his standards God gave us 
Torah. To restore all things, God gave His only begotten Son, Jesus the Messiah, on the cross for our sin. Jesus Christ died, rising again on the third day. He fulfilled all laws, obligations, and reconciled us to God, our Father. Return He will to judge, to renew, and to hand over the kingdom to God, His Father. In a heartbeat, this is what I preach. In a nutshell, this is what I teach. The song remains the same, that to your ears, this good news must reach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved to understand his love, the peace he alone can give. Our Lord Jesus calls us to know the path that he has paved. As the Holy Spirit guides us to realize what is true, I explain God's grace through the Holy Bible, his plan to make our lives new.